everybody, welcome to episode 5 of the Profitable Architect Online Weekly Podcast. My name is Sar Corata, I'm an architect and a digital transformation specialist. I'm fed up with the fact that architects globally are undervalued, underappreciated and struggle to make enough for their living. This community is for students, young practitioners, academics, firm owners and senior architects who are looking to raise their value by leveraging the tools of digital transformation. In this episode, I will talk about the number one most overlooked ingredient of a successful architecture career. Yes, that's right. Understanding the concept I'm about to share with you in this episode has the power to completely elevate your game as an architect. I talk about taking your career into your own hands. But what does it really mean? This week I met a lovely architect. He works for a big practice in Berlin. He is really happy and proud of his work and is currently building a great design for the upcoming Venice Biennale. I was curious and I started to ask questions. The practice is really a creative hub run by this limitless visionary. They are well known in the European scene for their groundbreaking designs. It sounded awesome. As we continued talking, I found out that my new friend works from 8am to 10pm every day and oftentimes also on the weekends. He hasn't seen daylight for five months. It sounds much to me, but we're all used to it, aren't we, as architects? And it's quite a standard, especially before submissions. So we just continued talking and I left it at that. What struck me really was the fact that he really believed that this one project will elevate his game in architecture, that only pushing this model through will play a significant role in his portfolio and CV, taking him to some unimaginable heights next time he enters the job market. Does that sound familiar? Have you ever fallen into the trap of this belief that you just have to prove yourself to your current boss because the projects they gave you a chance to work on will somehow bring salvation to your career once you deliver? That this next project will change the game and as you finish it, you will have a better chance. But is that really so? Do they really offer salvation? Looking back at my own professional work as well as the work of my university friends, I know for a fact that many of us give it our all only to nourish the quality of our portfolio oftentimes running merely on the motivation we get from the complete immersion in the project, agreeing to low pay and long work hours, potentially suffering emotionally, mentally and physically. But looking outside of this model, is there anything at all that we hold on to? Is there an alternative? Or are we so dependent on believing that scenario that we see no other solution? Well, I'm here to tell you that there is another way, that you can work as much or as little as you want. You can take control of your earnings and become business savvy to use that to your advantage. I'm here to tell you that your career doesn't depend on the next project, the next client and the next practice that you work for. You can work for other projects of your choosing and for the clients of your choosing. I'm also here to tell you that there is no limit to your success and that it is possible to build a diverse income stream in architecture and live debt free. It might sound completely wild to you, but it is true. True not only because there are many architects who stepped out of that pattern and work differently, but also because after all, architecture, even if it might seem otherwise, it is just a business. So like in any other industries, business is all about the value that you offer. If you offer high value, you will elevate your game and with immediate effect jump exactly where you want to be. No need to climb there. This might be a little new to you, but it's okay. After all, we are here to learn something, so let's keep going. One of the biggest problems globally that architects suffer is being undervalued. Recently, in one of the closed Facebook groups devoted only to architects, which I'm a part of, I've asked a question. What is the number one thing that your clients say that make you feel really undervalued? Boy, oh boy, wasn't that post popular. Within 24 hours, I had just under 200 comments and the conversation was astonishing. Here are some of the comments that I got. 
You're charging this much and it's just plans. All you do is a few clicks on a computer. I don't need you to design it, I just need you to draw it. Ouch, right? Now, why is that, do you think? Why is it that we all, globally, have the same issue of being undervalued and simply not fully understood as to what it is that we really do? And how can we change the lives of others? Now, there surely is a lot of reasons for this disconnect and we cannot control anything outside of our own power, right? But where is our power and how can we tap into it? To change our own personal story and the way things come to us as we walk our path in the profession of architecture? Good question, right? Well, let's release the suspense. The secret is not in your portfolio nor in your hard work. It's not about getting the next job and the next job before you go and work for the right job. The secret is in your expertise. Listen, the world needs experts. Architecture needs experts. Architecture projects need experts. Experts solve problems. So any practice, any architect, any project has problems. Do you think that Norman Foster doesn't have problems with his projects? Yes, he does. And ready to blow your mind? If you want to go and work for him, all you have to do is solve his problem, literally. So listen, what you have to understand is that a different way of doing things is in a different way of thinking. If you want or are even vaguely interested in the world outside of what you know, you have to ask questions you probably never asked before. Because those questions will lead you to the new answers and those answers will most likely prove revolutionary. And what else do you need, if not a revolution in the way of doing things, to change your reality? If you're feeling undervalued, underpaid and are treated as an underdog, it is not because the world projects that on you. It might be hard to hear, but in reality the reason behind it is that you have not communicated your value. If your boss doesn't know what you can do for him and how you can elevate his game because you never stepped up and communicated anything with him, then by all means he will never even consider giving you more responsibility or promoting you. If you worked for your practice, for years and never asked for a pay rise or negotiated your pay, it's rather irrational to expect your boss to do that for you. Because if you have taken no action, then all you communicate is that you're okay with the way things are. Now, if you run your own business, either as a freelancer, solo practitioner or a small practice owner, and you struggle for clients, it might be because you're not being proactive about attracting them to yourself. Action and good communication of your value are what you need. Now, how do you do it? I mentioned to you already this magical world, your expertise. Your expertise is the key. So what does that really mean? First of all, let's begin by defining what an expert is. I pulled out a traditional dictionary definition of word expert, and it says, an expert is someone who has a prolonged or intense experience through practice or education in a particular field. You will be surprised how many of us go through life and career without truly acknowledging the achievement, which simply is how far you have come. I already touched on the limiting nature of the system which bred us. So I will allow myself to go as far as to claim that every single one of you who went to university and studied three, five, seven years had written a few dissertations, conducted thorough research and also practiced and grew in that field is an expert. So with all my respect towards your modesty, let's just assume that you are an authority to whoever would be looking up to your expertise and that you do have something to share with others from the vast journey you have already conquered in this industry. We simply lack an ability to stop and appreciate or approve of our hard work, always looking ahead, ever more chasing the new thing. As much as staying in motion is important, you have to learn to move smart, not just ahead. So what is moving smart, really? There are two aspects to expertise, and there is 
Believe it or not, a strategy model that can prepare your career forward if you put significance onto expertise rather than other things like your portfolio or your boss. So remember how I told you about asking good questions? I think a good question to ask is how to convert insight, meaning your expertise, into impact and wealth. The first answer that comes to my mind is the path to fame by no one other than Bianca Ingels. And before we continue, let me just clarify, I'm giving him as an example because he's probably the most known by all of you. He's not, however, the only architect who did that. And if you allow me to explain to you what is it that he did, you will probably notice that a lot of your favorite architects did something like this also. From early school days, he was into comics, and he in fact discovered architecture via his internship at Rem Koolhaas' OMA, which he did while studying at the Royal Danish Academy of Fine Arts in Copenhagen. After the internship, he got a full-time job with Rem. The office is often compared to a Warholian situation in architecture, where many incredible young characters move on to become major architects. Bjarke didn't stay there for long, as he struck out on his own at the age of 27, before funding BIG four years later. A really bold move in any industry, but really extraordinary move in architecture, where many standouts break through in their 50s or even later. So what propelled him to do so? Was he an expert at his tender age of 27? He also, just like you and I, went to school and then got an experience in a practice, but hadn't stayed there for long. The seven years following that decision have defined his career. But there is the one thing that many people overlook as they look at his career, not understanding the fact that most of his approach to architecture connects to a strong methodology that he followed. He had a philosophy, a way of defining what is it that he believed he needed. He believed that buildings should respond to the local environment and climate in a sort of conversation to make it habitable to human life. He has a few signature topics that he always talks about, which consist of a blueprint of his design methodology. My point is not really to talk about this and his approach to design or to promote his approaches, so I'm going to refrain from talking about his points of view. What I'm trying to show you here is that he's consistent with the agenda, philosophy, approach, language and methodology that he stands for. Many words really can be used to refer to this. The bottom line being is that it all stands for a definition of his expertise. Following that, you can see how this dominates all of his past and current projects. He has this grandiose approach to delivering his concepts, and he's really good at it. And even though on some level it is about personality, it is also about what he aims to deliver, how he envisions to change the world, and what he stands for with every project. He sealed the topic in 2009's publication of Yes Is More, Mies van der Rohe's tweaking manifesto, which by this day is like a bible of his methodology. If you come to think of it, Rem did the same thing with small, medium, large and extra large. Now, what is that move really? It is a publication of your expertise. It is a design manifesto. It is a color you choose to paint your career, your actions to propel your career forward. It is a point of your differentiation. It is when you say what you do and what you stand for and what your true value is. It is where you express your vision for a better tomorrow. This is where you take a stand where you communicate how you can change the life of your client. From there, it's all personal skills. When his fledgling firm was shilling for projects, Bjarke dumped every single design into his website, whether a concept, a failed competition entry or a client proposal, simply to help drive interest and suggest that he was a larger operation than he actually is. Well, rightfully so. Being well-spoken, enigmatic and actually being able to dream openly out there 
communicating our visionary nature are all attributes that we all need to nourish on our entrepreneurial journey if we want to land better projects and clients. But it's not just the way you approach people or what you do to get there, but also what value you offer when it comes down to it. So let's just summarize the key takeaways here. You can establish your worth in the profession by the value of your expertise. And by doing so, you can attract better clients and projects. Now, where do you begin as you define your expertise? First things first, start with the way you communicate what you do with the world. Does your LinkedIn profile, for example, say architect working for this and that office? Well, let me tell you the truth. It's just not enough. There are 2.7 million architects in the world, so where you work says nothing about it, especially to clients that want to hire you simply because they actually don't know anything about architecture. Office names don't impress them. They're looking for more. So do you have a mission statement? A sentence that just defines what you do and how are you looking to change the world? Maybe it's time to think of it. That one sentence has the power to help you stand out. It also is the only thing that can help you develop a connection with the reader who might be touched by your statement. It also highlights your uniqueness. So standing out is a good thing, especially when you want to take your career into your own hands and do something different with it. Influence it, grow it, propel it, give it meaning and make it fun. My mission statement, for example, is making self-education in architecture a new norm. Sometimes I also say I help architects grow a business or a side hustle by showing them how to lead with their expertise. Everybody should have a way to define what it is that they do. What are some of the most memorable statements that I heard in my life? Once I was at this event and this guy just got up and said, I write words that sell. I really thought that that simple sentence was just so cool, I literally never forgot about it. Microsoft, for example, says, a computer on every desk and in every home. Pretty simple. Some mission statements are more powerful, like, for example, build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm. Use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. Can you guess who this is? Patagonia. Or another one. Accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. That's Tesla. Or to create a better everyday life for many people. IKEA. Spread ideas. You probably know that one. TED. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. Just give yourself one sentence that defines you. Start here with me today. Rules? Well, keep it simple and let it reflect the future. I did a really quick Google search by typing architect's mission statements. And here are the first three that popped on the top of the search. By the way, kudos to awesome SEO. It's either search engine optimization or small competition in the mission statement department. But here are the top ones. A balance between the big picture and fine detail, fresh ideas and experience by Studio 8 in New Zealand. A positive studio design environment. I like that too. They said it also. Another one, at Edge, our goal is to design elegant, innovative buildings and spaces, particular to their unique inhabitants, which integrate nature and coexist harmoniously with their environment. Or another example, to serve our neighbors and project partners with responsible, responsive design that comes from attentive discussions and thoughtful solutions to produce the projects our clients desire. This was by Architecture Design Associates. Our mission is to create delightful, comfortable spaces for our clients and their families and to provide sustainable, low-energy features to promote good health and reduce energy bills. That was by Coro Architects. Now, what is cool here is that many of these statements actually focus on the client. 
but as you can see, also they communicate an expertise. Being able to build energy efficient building is a skill. Well, there is obviously knowledge to that and it's also very valuable. Now I'm sure that the guys at Koru Architects care about this and have researched the topic extensively to know how to minimize the cost of energy. It might be through passive housing practices or other approaches, but expressing that is what communicates a unique value proposition. And this is what differentiates you, not only from competition, but also it gives you a possibility to lead with your own expertise. So I'm guessing this short discourse helped practice owners and sole practitioners. But what about those of you who are employed? Well, to start with, defining your expertise and communicating it in form of a mission statement can help you find your next position. It can also help you start a side hustle, which with time can even turn to be your ticket out of a nine to five. Not a much talked about practice having these side hustles in architecture, but it truly is not unheard of. Many people start with a side hustle before they go solo. So if your dream is to go solo or maybe just have better chances at a promotion or landing your dream job, all this stuff we talked about today is still relevant to you. I see a future where architecture designers, engineers and construction professionals can live their full potential without being limited by their lack or inadequacies. My vision is to empower an expert economy within architecture, where uniqueness is celebrated above rewarding hard work with meaningless diplomas, for the better good of an individual but also a better collective. So if after listening to this episode, you are asking yourself, where do I begin? Well, don't worry, I got you covered. Go to saracolata.com forward slash ebook and download my free Profitable Architect online ebook. This way you will not only get a 70 page mind-blowing step-by-step guide to how to integrate the business of expertise into your life, but also you will join my personal mailing list where I share with you more tips, advice, and give you a chance to join my coaching programs and other training. Also, if you're interested in talking to me directly, drop me a private message on LinkedIn and let's get on a call. I would love to get to know you better and hear about your blogs and help you navigate through them to a more compelling future. Stay tuned as I share my journey, my research, my observations, experiences and wisdom here through this weekly Friday podcast and in all other social media channels. If you like this episode, click subscribe to be notified of the next episode coming out. Follow me on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram under my name, Sara Corata. Share this podcast with anyone you can think of that can find this valuable. This is episode number five, and it would mean the world to me if you leave me an honest review and rating on iTunes. Thank you and see you at the next show.